Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. We're going to start in Psalm chapter 51, verse 10. Psalm 51, verse 10. If you want to start there, we're going to read that, pray, and then dive into the message tonight. Psalm 51, verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Father, we come before you tonight, and Lord, we ask that you would speak to us. We ask that, Lord, your word would transform our hearts, that we would come to a deeper knowledge of who you are, Jesus. Lord, we just surrender our hearts to you tonight. We ask that you'd speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, that cord is obnoxiously long. We need to do something about that. A little just middle mental note for me. Um, how many of you like to do early morning stuff? How many hunters and fishers and yet a few? Yeah, I'm, asked, I'm talking to teenagers. It's like the worst question in the world. I remember, um, I remember a, a few hunting seasons ago, uh, I was with my grandfather and, uh, you know, we had to wake up at some obnoxiously early time, like like three thirty in the morning. And uh, and so I, I'm meeting him and I'm like, man, I I got to I got to wake up. So I decide, man, I'm going to get a five hour energy, you know, take five hour energy just to kind of get me going. And, you know, I'm just I'm just not not fully awake. And I get to his house and, you know, he's been up since like midnight. You know, I don't, he, he wakes up ridiculously early. And, uh, and, and he's had, you know, his third or fourth cup of coffee and, uh, just had the five hour energy. He's like, you want a cup of coffee? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll have a cup of coffee too. And so have a cup of coffee with them and we're taking off and, you know, something about one thing I don't like about hunting and fishing is it's always so far away. Like, like it's just like, you got to wake. I'm kind of not becoming a hunter anymore because you got to wake up early in the morning and you got to go just some ridiculous, like, where are we? Like, well, this literally, the earth is flat and this is the end of it. And if we go any further, we will fall off. And, and so, so we're going, we're driving along and I'm like, man, okay, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this. We're driving to this far distance and, and uh, man, I'm feeling good. I'm awake. The five hour energy is working. The cup of coffee has helped. And and then all of a sudden my heart just starts doing like this. And, and for those of you that are a little bit older, uh, you, you start to think um, I might be having a heart attack. You know, it, it's it, it's a possibility. And so uh, it's going and I'm sweating and I'm like, one of my arms is hurting. I'm like, I, which arm is it? I'm on Google. Like, is it the left or the right? Like, which one is it that whenever you're having a heart attack? And I'm like, okay, I'm having a hard time breathing. And so I'm like, okay, in five minutes, let's see what time. Is, okay, five minutes, this is still going on. Uh, we need to go to the hospital, you know. Um, so I'm like, man, I don't want to tell my grandpa that I need to go to the hospital because I had too much, you know, energy. And he's going to be like, man, energy drinks are for sissies or I don't know. You know, I don't know what what he's going to say. And so I'm like, OK, uh, man, what's what's going on with my heart? And then finally it, it calms down and, and I'm like, oh, OK. And, you know, for some of us, we need to actually listen to our spiritual Heart. And tonight I want to talk to you on the subject of listening to your heart condition. Listening to your heart condition. Whenever me and Brady and Blake and Josh and 
all those that are in that age group were teenagers. There was a, a hip hop song or a pop song that was popular at the time called Listen to Your Heart. Listen to Your Heart. And so it was cheesy, but everybody was singing it. And that's normally how it is, you know. And so tonight I want to talk to you about listening to your heart, listening to your heart condition. And I want to just just briefly just talk to you about three keys to having a healthy heart. Three keys to having a healthy heart. Number one, we need to invest our heart. We need to invest our heart. Now, I've talked about that before, but I think it's worth mentioning again. Um, recently, I, uh, I, I had an opportunity to get invested in something, and uh, I really would have never cared about the investment until I invested in it. And it's the same thing with our heart of whenever we, you know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, it says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where what the scripture is saying, it's not it's not talking uh, about finances only. It's talking about where you invest your heart, there your heart will be. And so if we make a decision that I'm going to invest myself in God, then our heart will be with God. And we all kind of have to continually do this. Because at one moment we can realize, man, my, we, we, we use the word, you know, those of us that have grown up in church, we hear, man, he's on fire. I haven't actually heard that in a while. That was kind of more like whenever we, me and Josh were teenagers of like, man, he's really on fire for the Lord. You know, just those kind of Christianese that we use. But, you, you know, you can tell your heart condition of, of where, where it's at. You, you can sense it. If And that's why I'm encouraging you to listen to your heart condition, because you can you know where it's at if you continually check it. Um, you know, for like uh, my grandfather, he I mentioned him earlier, he's in his 70s and and he continuously goes to the doctor and they check out his heart and they do those things because the the older you get, um, the the more your heart can can wear out and. I would argue the same thing in our Christian life, that the older that we get spiritually, that the better chances of our heart getting off towards God, because like I mentioned during worship is we just we've been through it so much. We come in and instead of engaging in worship, we just endure it. And instead of receiving from God, we just we just endure it and we begin to to go through the motions. And what happens is our heart gets a little bit. Harder. And this, it's really an amazing illustration of the real, like the physical human heart as to our spirit life. And as we continue to put in things that aren't really necessarily healthy for us spiritually, our heart condition can get a little off and a little, a little bit bad. But I would just encourage you, obviously, to invest your heart in the things of God. And I'm not talking about just serving in ministry or, or, or serving at, you know, in some type of thing to help put on an event. I'm talking about your personal relationship with God. Some of you, you know, it's like, man, I've, I've heard this before. But in the reality, Paul said, I stir you up by way of reminder. I really could just preach this every single week because all of our hearts can stray away from God, myself included. 
That's why it's so beautiful. We'll talk about the scripture later. But 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 David was the model for this. King David, the man that 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 God called after his own heart, which is which is amazing, an amazing statement to for God to make about you. But God, the reason, one of the reasons that David was a man after God's own heart is because he was constantly going before the Lord and opening up his heart and saying, God, search my heart, cleanse my heart, take away what is not pleasing to you and put in what is pleasing to you. He was constantly investing his heart in the Lord. Jesus, Jesus said that. Jesus said, you know, that we were to love God with all of our heart. With everything that's within us. And I mentioned this before, talking about investing your heart. Um, anybody that's familiar with investments, you're always encouraged to diversify your investments. Because you don't want to just put everything you got in this one investment because there's a possibility if that thing goes bad, you've lost everything. But it's not the same way. The kingdom of heaven is not the same as as what's set up here on earth. Jesus says, invest everything in me because I'm the only one that can guarantee your investment. I'm the only one that can actually guarantee a return on your investment forever, for all eternity. And so Jesus wants all of our heart. And what happens is in Psalm 37 Verse four, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. What happens whenever you invest your heart in God is then you he takes away your heart, your own fleshly desires, and then he gives you his heart. And so whenever you put your treasure, whatever that may be in God, then God can invest his treasure in us. But until that happens, until there's a swap so to so to speak or a heart transplant so to speak that that can't happen god can't entrust us with his kingdom until he knows that our heart is right i would let how many of you would love for that to be said just like god spoke to david if, if you were a man or a woman after god's own heart that's really i mean kind of the the goal of christianity right is to be a person that that's that's after the heart of god that's kind of what it all boils down to is just seeking after the heart of God. So how do we have a healthy heart? Number one, we invest our heart. Number two, we guard our heart. We guard our heart. Proverbs uh, 4 verse 23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Another scripture says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? Come on, we all, we all know this. The mouth speaks. What happens is, you ever been around somebody that seemingly just something comes out of them like out of nowhere? Like, whoa, that was kind of ridiculous what you just said. You know, like, like where, where in the world did that come from? It just, it's been in there forever. And it just, just came bubbling out. Because what happens is they somewhere have not guarded their heart. And they, they allow people or things to come in to that heart gate that begin to corrupt the heart. And now, now unless you go back to the place of heart surgery, it, it, it's, it's irreparable. 
unless you allow God to begin to do surgery spiritually on your heart. There's nothing that can be done, but that's why the Bible says to guard your heart above all else. Now, do you actually are you one of those like crazy people that actually like believe what the Bible says or, or yeah, me too. And the Bible says above all else, like above everything, guard your heart because it determines the course of your life. So th- this thing inside of you, this eternal, internal, not well, I guess eternal, but internal heart determines the course of your life. And so we wonder sometimes of how could somebody do whatever. The reality is it's been festering internally for a long, long time because they have chosen not to guard their heart. For instance, you know, the, the Bible says that that a bad company corrupts good morals. So it, whenever the Bible says guard your heart above all else, it doesn't put stipulations of there like, OK, you can you don't have to guard your heart around church people because they're you know, church people are all perfect. No, the bottom line is guard your heart no matter who you're around, because that can be that uh, we talked about bitterness a month ago. The same thing, that bitterness or, or whatever it may be, it's contagious of they begin to, you know, influence you. And in their bad heart then begins to influence maybe your good heart. And now it begins, you, your, the course of your life begins to change and take a turn for the worse. But it's the same thing on the good side. Whenever we guard our hearts, whenever we make a decision that God, I'm putting up a wall, but it's not an unhealthy wall. It's a godly wall that everything that you determine what needs to get through this gate, you determine what needs to come in here. And Jesus gave us a promise, actually, before he he left earth, he said, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 27, it says, peace, I leave with you my peace, I give to you, not as the world gives to you and let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it don't let it be afraid. Don't let don't allow don't get a heart condition. I want you to guard your heart. And the reason that you can guard your heart is because I have get, I have come, I've made a way for us to have a pure heart. So how do we have a healthy heart? Number one, we need to invest our hearts. Number two, we need to guard our hearts. And finally, number three, we need to purify our hearts. We need to purify our hearts. Psalms chapter 51, verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, for those of you that read your Bible, um, which is always kind of amazing to me that David was called a man after God's own heart, yet he did some super ungodly things. He did some amazing things, but yet he did some incredibly ungodly things like um, like murder, kind of like not really a godly thing to do and like adultery, kind of not super godly either. But yet he was a man after God's own heart. My personal opinion is because he had a repentant heart. Because the bottom line is we don't strive for for sin, but we still have a sin nature. And so what we do with whenever that 
that badness or whatever, that sin in our heart, how we respond to that, of do we repent towards it, that's what really makes us having a heart after God's own heart. Because if we didn't, then there would be no need for the cross. Because Jesus came for us to be cleansed and have an eternal home. But Jesus also came. The Bible says that those that are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. So the reason that we can have no condemnation is because, yes, we're cleansed for our salvation, but we're continuously cleansed whenever we repent for something that is unpleasing before the Lord. And so I bet that if David was here preaching this Psalms to us, uh, you just, we read we read this scripture. And it's like, man, that's just that's like. You know, if you're a girl like me, that's just that's a pretty scripture. That's just that's that's beautiful. You know, create in me a clean heart. I, mean, I guess a guy could say that's pretty, too. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, create in me a, a clean heart, oh God, renew a right spirit within me. Like that, that just sounds so good. But this happened right after David had someone killed and committed adultery right after this. And so I would bet if David was here preaching which would be pretty awesome. Um, he, he, would, he would say, man, you know, I wish that this Psalm 51 was 40 instead of 51. Because I, I would say, God, cleanse my heart before I ever had someone killed. Before I ever needed it in the sense of renew a right spirit within me. I was hoping that that maybe if I would have had this prayer before then, then I would have never entered into that sin. And for us, if we pay attention and we listen to our heart in the sense of it's getting a little bit off, because the bottom line is, I'm going to let me just back up the scripture that I missed earlier. Proverbs 23, verse 26 says, oh, oh, my son, give me your heart. May your eyes take delight in following my ways. You've heard it that the eyes are the uh, the gate to the soul or the gate to the heart. See, David, the Bible says that David looked upon Bathsheba. And so the action came through the eyes. And so if David would have prayed this prayer, God cleansed my heart whenever it went into his eyes, went into his heart, that would have never happened. If he if David would have listened to his heart, we wouldn't really we probably wouldn't have this scripture. But for us, what an incredible, you know, the Bible, you read the Bible, there's there's no perfect people. There's no perfect characters in the Bible. We read about Peter, like Peter screwed up all the time, like, like, like these people just are constantly making mistakes. And then I look at me, I'm like, oh, me too. Awesome. Yeah, I have hope. And David is speaking to us of learn my mistakes, learn from my mistakes and then you will never have to endure the consequences of what I did. And if we listen to our heart condition and we continuously pray prayers like God, search my heart, God, cleanse my heart. God, renew a right spirit within me. God, I, I make a decision to do that right now. Then we will never, the course of our life will never have to get off or change because we're constantly proactive with our heart. Going back, it's a, really is a perfect illustration of our physical hearts. We, we all know people, the heart condition is, and heart disease is all over the place, but uh, it's amazing because 
it's a it, for the most part, it's a preventable disease for the, for the most part. It is now that there's there's some things that aren't. But for the most part, it's a prevent, heart disease is preventable. It's your diet, your exercise and things like that, for the most part, will keep your heart healthy. But in South Louisiana, um, myself included, we eat everything fried. And uh, I went to a place not that long ago and had a just really a, a pile of sin. Um, it was bread that was stuffed with boudin that was battered and fried. Only a Cajun would take rice and pork, put it in white bread, batter that bread, and fry it. And we do the same thing with our spiritual hearts. We just eat, we eat junk. We eat junk, we eat junk, we eat junk. And then all of a sudden, we begin to get some stuff in our heart that causes it to harden. And then next thing we know, we have a severe spiritual heart condition. And we need a heart transplant. And the bottom line is, every single one of us needs that every day. God, search my heart. Cleanse it. Get that stuff out of it. And allow your spirit to renew the right spirit within me. You, you, might, you, you might think that, man, listening to your heart, that's a contradictional message because the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, the human heart is most deceitful of all things and is wicked, who really knows how bad it is? So we hear, heart, we hear that scripture and like, well, well how, how do you listen to it? The bottom line is the human heart is deceitfully wicked. But when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. The reason is it's because we exchange our heart. So, yes, the human heart is deceitfully wicked, but the heart of God is pure and holy and is not wicked and is not deceitful. And so we need to trade. We need an exchange of our human heart, which is deceitful for him. And the bottom line is, is that you and I cannot purify our hearts in itself. We can we can make an attempt. We can position ourselves, but we can't in itself purify our hearts. John chapter first uh, first John chapter one verse eight says, "If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves," which goes back to that deceitfulness in our heart, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He talking about Jesus is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The bottom line is whenever we go before Jesus and say, Jesus, I can't purify myself. Just in the same way that I can't do open heart surgery on myself, but you can. And that was the purpose of you coming and dying on the cross for my sins so that not only I could have an eternal home, but that that you could purify my heart's desires and I could be a person that is after God's own heart. Let's stand and. And close together. Tonight I'm I'm not going to call you up to the altar. Or anything like that. But I do want you to. Go before God. And ask him. To show us. To reveal to us. What's inside of us. What's inside. Of our hearts. What's inside of us. That is unpleasing before God. Because the bottom line is. Every single one of us. 
have things that aren't pleasing to God. And what he does is he reveals it to us. And then he has the power to purify us from those sins. And so right now, I just want you to just close your eyes all across the place. Nobody looking around. Just just imagine it's just you and Jesus. Nobody else, just you and him. You begin to ask him, Jesus, search my heart. Search my heart. Show me what's in my heart. Show me the things that are that are actually pleasing to you. Show me those things. I need to know what's pleasing you about my life. But God, show me the things that aren't pleasing to you. Show me the things that 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 are damaging to me that I don't even realize it. Reveal the sins to me that that are that are literally beginning to slowly kill me. Kill my spiritual life, kill my spiritual walk. God, reveal those things to me. Show them to me right now. God, I pray for every single person in this place. Lord, as they begin to ask you to themselves right now for you to search their hearts. Lord, I pray right now that you would begin to reveal things to them that are pleasing to you. Reveal things that are not pleasing to you. Begin to sift through our hearts and show us things, God, that you want to change. And Lord, right now, we just receive your purifying blood that comes to us, that you made available to us through the cross. Lord, I just pray for every single person right now. I pray, God, that you would just touch their hearts. You would renew it or that you would cleanse it, that you would wash it, that you would purify it right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you.